Welcome to The Big Leap. This is Mike Hannigs. I'm here today with my good friend, Gay Hendricks, but also a special guest. His name is Scott Donnell. And if you're looking to operate and get in your genius zone, that's what this episode is all about. Now, Scott created a really interesting product. I'm wearing it today. It's called the Hap V. You're going to find out how this thing can actually stimulate and change your state of mind and being. Um, there's a lot more to it than that. I'm barely doing it justice. But one of the big takeaways that I really like about this episode is Scott's going to tell you how to get the attention of mentors, stand out and get promoted inside communities. It's one of the really cool things I've seen Scott do multiple times with multiple ventures. He's got three startups he's working with. Gay? One thing I really appreciate about Scott and his work is how he is tapping into his own sweet spot, his own genius zone, and also making that an integral part of the businesses that he uh, begins. And so I found everything he had to say uh, exciting and really applicable to my own life. How about you, Scott? What's the big takeaway from this episode, do you think? Well, it was an honor to be uh, with some of the greatest in the industry today. I, I was, it was so much fun hanging out with you guys. But I think my biggest takeaway is just thinking through your unique ability and your genius. And once you find that, how to get that out to the world as soon as possible, because people are desperate for your genius. And the more that you live into that, the, the happier and more satisfying your life is going to be. So there is all that and a lot more in this episode of The Big Leap. We will see you inside. All right, we're here today with Scott Donald. Scott, awesome to be here. We're super excited. And we've got our happies ready to go because we're going to be talking about happy for a chunk of time today and a whole lot more. We're talking about consciousness. We're talking about entrepreneurship and also some big leap lessons and uh, operating inside your genius zone in a way that our audience can uh, relate to. So where should we begin, Gay Hendricks? I know you've been doing some studying and some thinking about this particular interview. Well, as we were talking about this, I hearkened back a memory to 50 years ago when I got myself hooked up to the very first biofeedback machine. I was a grad student at Stanford University at the time, and they bought one of the first, nobody else could afford them, you know, they were like $20,000 back 50 years ago. And, and it was about the size of a refrigerator. And it had, I remember, six pen tracers on it, and it terrified the patients. You know, nobody liked to go near it. But I put myself uh, on that thing and studied breathing and studied all sorts of different things with it. So I've always been interested in the interface between human consciousness and technology. And I remember even trying to explain to um one of my professors, they said, did you want to go into private practice or do you want to be a university professor 50 years ago? And because those were the two options. And I said, well, I'll probably be a university professor. But what I really want to do is take all this stuff out to the people via television or PBS and things like that. And I remember this professor looked at me like you communist, you know, you radical do not speak like that in my presence. And uh, so it, it was, um, we've come a long way, but I know, Scott, you really kind of made your name and uh, first presented yourself out in the world, at least in my direction, to to the world uh, with a device, the Happy, which um, 
we all own one. And uh, I did not actually know you or know about you when I got my first one. Uh, but I am always the first guy on the block to get anything like that. I love to this day. In fact, people send me these things all the time to try out. Um, but I actually paid cash for yours, bud. So um, I uh, just want to let you know. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. It's cool. So it's tell us, how did here. you get there? How did you get there? Yeah, so this is, I'm crazy. That's why. Um, I I am not the inventor. I'm not the scientist. I have to put that disclaimer. Uh, I am the one that is taking it to the world. So we have th this technology, just for the 30-second elevator version for everyone listening, is we the, the the parent company is called Emulate Therapeutics. Okay, we are the consumer side; they're the medical side. We are Happy Technologies, H A P B E E dot com. Check it out. We'll we'll even get a, a big leap slash big leap link up right away for your audience if they want to get a discount. But um, this is digitizing drugs is the simplest way that we can explain it. We don't like drugs that hurt you. And what if you could uh, resonate in your body the same magnetic signature of caffeine or melatonin, okay? Or CBD, right? Things that help you sleep better, things that help you focus more, things that help you be more productive, things that help your, your lower back relax if you're sitting too long or at the end of a long day or on a trip. That to me was a really cool vision, okay? And this technology is 18 years old in the making, $80 million, about 38 patents now. And there were 15, there are 15 doctors, scientists, and PhDs that are on the science team that have put this thing together since 2003 uh, up in Seattle, including uh, Dr. Kenneth Ferguson, who's our chief scientist at the parent company. He invented Cialis, he led the team to create Cialis. So uh, a depth of knowledge there in a lot of different areas. Say what you want about Cialis, Cialis and vasodilators. What exactly but... is Cialis again, Scott? <laughs> I kid. I kid. Uh, it, it helps with blood flow. We'll just keep it at that. <laughs> How about that? So, But yeah, so the, the impetus of this was there are certain types of compounds in the world that are what's called non-covalent. And that's just uh, free ranging electrons in your body. Okay. There's no chemical bond with that physical drugs. Some, some drugs are covalent. They need to be physically there to create the chemical bond, to change the protein receptor shape, to cause an effect. But what if you could trigger a stimulant or a suppressant or a hormone or something like that using these free range electrons? And, and they had this crazy idea. It's actually Einstein had the first idea. Uh, and Richard Feynman, if people study Richard Feynman in quantum physics, he had the string theory talking about all things being connected at a subatomic level through noise and sound. So anyway, they set out on this journey and they said, what if we could record the uh, electrostatic surface potential of certain compounds and play it back on your body? What would happen? That was it. Simple as that. And the technology they found was a, a naval technology. Uh, called magnetometers, okay? And this is sounds crazy, but the Navy has been using these magnetometers for decades as the world's most powerful um, electromagnetic frequency recorders. And they, they actually use them to figure out where the nuclear subs are all throughout the Pacific. 
and the Atlantic. It's like a 2,000 mile radius. That's how precise these propane tanks are. And so they actually uh, bought a few of these way back in the day. No business. Remember, guys, this wasn't like business minded. This was like science nerds in a basement for fun. The only <laughs> reason I found out about this was because my uncle did their taxes in like 2005. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This was up on Whidbey Island. He did their taxes and he said, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> and they said, check this out, right? This was uh, Mike Butters and, and Dr. Kenneth Ferguson and many other people. Um, and they were nerding out, working on Faraday cages and seeing if they could get a reading, um, a magnetic signature of certain compounds in here. And that's how it started. And uh, I actually invested in the technology a long time ago. Okay. So this is 14, 15 years ago now, I invested because they were trying to help with cancer. They still are. They are in FDA three for uh, glioblastoma recurrent tumors and helping them with certain uh, frequencies coming from Taxol, which is a chemo drug off patent. And they're helping people significantly. Uh, amazing results. They're, they're going into FDA three, they're beginning pain trials. They're doing a lot of things right now in the labs. But again, they're making the medical claim. And uh, if you guys have ever been through FDA and you've ever done this work, it can take 10, 15, 20 years to get enough of the data together and enough peer-reviewed journal entries and uh, blinded placebo-controlled studies to get this out to the market. And then you're going to pay $50,000, $75,000. And yeah, insurance to cover a chunk of it. But I didn't want that for this technology. I said. What if there's an easier way to go to the consumer market as a general wellness product? What if we could turn this into a sleep aid product, turn this into a, uh, a focus, an energy giving product? Okay. What if we could help people just relax more after a long day? Okay. So that was the idea. And they said, the board of the parent company basically said, we're not app builders. We're not consumer product people. We're scientists. And I said, I'm not. I could... <laughs> Let me think about this from a consumer standpoint and build this out, right? A wireless product that connects to the app that plays a whole host of different signals that can help you through your day to be more engaged, more productive, more, re more relief, better sleep. Okay. So that was the crazy vision we had. And, you know, we're still working out kinks and, but we've sold 5,000 of these products already to the market. People are loving it. It takes, sometimes it takes a few plays to get the entrainment factor. Um, but by and large, you know, we, we're, we just hit the 900,000 hours of play mark um, since it, uh, we launched last October to the world. So pretty cool, the story of this. And uh, look, I, I'm the first one to, to tell you this is crazy, okay? <laughs> uh, uh, this is Star Trek crazy but I'm only going to do things that I feel like are going to impact a hundred million people or more. And this was one of the biggest visions I've ever seen. And the more we do this, the larger our vision gets. Okay. We have 30 compounds in the labs right now on mice for testing and efficacy and blinded efficacy. Um, cause mice don't have placebo. And then we go into humans for, for testing, uh, you know, basically beta users to see what their response is, and then we can get out to the market. So we've got seven signals now for sleep, alert, melatonin, caffeine, CBD. We even have a nootropic nicotine. That's what I was playing 
you know, right before it. There's the list that you can see right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have an unbelievable next six months with our new CEO and the, the, the catalogs and the blends we're creating. I, I can't wait to, to have you guys try it. But yeah, so that's, that's the quick story on Happy. And uh, you mentioned that you're springboarding now from Happy into some other big areas. And uh, can you give us a hint on what some of those big areas are and what the big picture is? Yeah. So I am, you guys might identify with this and a lot of your listeners, Big Leap is sort of my definition of my life. I, my unique superpower is seeing world changing technologies before they're built. And I want to be the one that creates it from zero to one. And then the moment it gets to sustainability, I bring in the right people that are better than me in all sorts of areas, Uh, management, finance, tech, marketing, and those people run the show. And I get to be a strategic advisor, solving the biggest problems in the business. My goal is to have dozens of these types of companies that are world changing. I, I have two simple goals in life that God has laid on my heart. The first one, serve a billion people with my businesses, reduce their suffering, make their lives happier, help them connect with others. And then the second one is give away a billion dollars. Simple as that, to uh, the most needed organizations and problems attacking the world. So they're actually kind of linked if you think about it, but that's it. So I'm gonna go. I appreciate that because um... One of the things that Katie and I teach is uh, our version of forward tithing, where instead of the usual tithing of waiting to get a thousand dollars and then giving a hundred of that to your favorite charity or church or cause, you go out there and say, "Okay, I've got a hundred dollars I want to give out into the future, and I'd be willing to have ten times that return." Uh, so I love your goal of giving away a billion dollars because to get there uh, is a a journey of great interest. You know, it has a lot of fascination points along the way. So it puts you, it seeds your future. So I just want to salute your, uh, your goal making and vision making skill. Yeah. There's, I mean, I don't care if I I don't want to wait till I have a billion to give it away. You want to give all the way up. I want to yeah. be. I want to be generous. I think that as you, the more you give, um, honestly, I don't care what I get from it. I, I can't bring anything to heaven. Like you, you die, you die, you're done. And I don't want my kids to have the money because I come from four generations of incredible entrepreneurs. My grandpa started Interwest Bank, the largest small business bank network in the country. He was Ronald Reagan's bank chair. Uh, back in the late 80s, like I come from a long line of this stuff, but nobody passes it on. Everybody gives it away. And they taught me to fish. They didn't give me a lot of fish. Uh, you know, they've helped here and there with some investments and stuff, but not really. Like they don't want to die with anything. It's a very interesting way of doing it, but I'm so mm-hmm. thankful because it's freed me up to build instead of wondering my whole life if I, everything was handed to me on a silver platter. So anyway, you asked, what are the businesses? So I started Apex Fun Run 10 years ago. Um, My wife is a first grade teacher. It's a school fundraising franchise. It's the largest in the country now. 
We've got over 100 franchises in 36 states. We teach leadership and fitness to kids, elementary and middle schoolers all over America. We've served almost 4 million kids and uh, raised a bunch of money for schools. That's what I did, you know, all leading up to it. We have an app and a ton of millions of dollars of technology into it. And we're teaching character to kids in fitness. And that's why the, the, the happy, the emulate folks brought me into happy because I have a lot of these skills that can translate to building this for a, a wide audience. And then uh, another business uh, we are launching right now is a banking app for kids. So uh, it's called myfirstsale.com. You can go and teach your kids all about entrepreneurship and they literally create a storefront right there on the website. We give them all the tips and tools and now that's turning into a banking app with a debit card, mm -hmm. teaching kids to make money, revenue streams, how to invest it for the future, 10%, give 10% through Charity Navigator. It's all plugged into the app. So that's another business we're building. We just closed a million bucks for that. Uh, and then the other one is uh, I partnered with Simon Sinek, if you guys know who that is, and Garib Seamus, the founder of Comic-Con and Wizards, the magazine. And we are going to be telling the world's greatest stories. So our goal is to launch comic book superhero franchises with a, a, an <laughs> app linked to it for the superhero comic book community. And we want to be launching these, the future of storytelling, right? Garib is the next Stan Lee because he was very good friends with him. Stan Lee passed. The, the torch needs to be passed on. And uh, so we're going to be telling the best stories in the world and building some of the coolest uh, superhero franchises with some of the biggest names on the planet. So those are the businesses I'm doing my unique ability in all of them. Um, I won't get into any more, but yeah, that's me. I really love those, um, Scott. I, uh, appreciate also the children's one, because if that had been available when I was a kid, I would have been the first person to sign up because I was always running little businesses and everything, but I didn't really have any skill Nobody else in my family had any business skills at all. So I was kind of inventing it. But that would be such a useful thing because I bet there's a kid like me in just about every classroom, maybe a lot more than one. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. My first business was in third grade. I created bead gecko keychains. <laughs> and you, you put these beads together and you make a little gecko keychain. And uh, you can sell it for a couple bucks. I would go door to door. I, I ended up hiring all my classmates to make these keychains for me. And they weren't going to recess or lunch or anything. They were making them all day. And I got suspended. The, the principal did not take too kindly to me having all my friends working for me and not going to recess. And so my supply chain got cut and I got in trouble. But I was always, I always as I grew up, I felt like, man, there's a lot of people like me. Uh, you guys included. I mean, I just interviewed Mike on our podcast, and he was telling all these stories as a kid. We're all we're all in the same boat, and it's and it's hardwired into us. And so, if we can create a community of these types of people, I think the future is going to be extremely bright in a lot of ways. And and if we can give them the tools to to learn about financial literacy, uh, budgeting, saving, investing, planning. I think that's the one of the biggest impacts we can make on the next generation. Forget politics and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, that's just that's a lot of the media talking. I, I want to focus on real life skills and street skills that kids might not be getting in school. And so that's the that's the reason behind my first sale. Yeah, you pegged it. Yeah, one of the things that's so empowering about that is it's totally cross cultural. 
and can be plugged into any kind of situation, no matter how di- diverse it is. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I really, that, <laughs> that can't help but catch on. So uh, yeah. my wholehearted support. Well, thank you. We'll have to get you an account for grandkids or whatever you have in your life. Kids you support, we'll get you a bunch of accounts to hook them up once the app's live later this year. I'll be there. Good. I've got a couple of questions for you, Scott. Um, And these are operational and development ones, which is, I watched you, we met um, throughout the Happy process when you um, not only took it to market, crowdfunded it, but then um, got it listed on the Canadian Stock Exchange where it is right now. And I'm curious what your greatest learnings have been from rolling out what is effectively a consumer health product that can be posed as being, you know, people look at it skeptically. Um, Some people go out and go, ah, this thing's impossible. Uh, And how have you dealt with and what have the biggest takeaways and learnings been getting this thing out in the marketplace? Yeah. So, you know, happy is, again, it's, it's a crazy vision. Um, but what we're seeing, right. Starting with the the labs on mice with blinded lab techs, we did our own placebo control, double blinded studies that came out incredibly strong. We're doing a sleep study right now. The, the there's so much here that we want to get scientifically right first. That was probably one of the biggest things I realized was last February in 2020, three weeks before the pandemic hit, by the way, we launched this, you know, middle to upper end consumer good product. Um, But we launched our Kickstarter for fun. We had millions of dollars raised. We wanted to see how it would convert to the public. Would a guy like Gay go buy it, right? Randomly looking at a sales page, right? That's what we wanted to test. We did not have all the science on there because our parent company wanted us to be careful. That was the first thing I realized. And it immediately had a bunch of trolls come out of the woodwork. There's no way this is, where's your science? This is crap, BS, blah, blah, blah. We got hit really hard. Our competitors jumped on and paid some big trolls to make some YouTube videos against us, which you could have fun Googling that. Um, But it was before anyone actually tried it. It was before, you know, they didn't know the science behind it. They didn't see our double-blinded, placebo-controlled stuff yet. And so we got hit hard. And so a lot of what we've been doing over the last year is backing the science, showing, um, you know, high-end reviews, showing the, 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 the studies that we've done internally as well as externally, showing the parent company's science and how they got to where they've, they're at over 18 years. They have six peer-reviewed journal entries in like CNS Oncology and Journal of Biomed, all these different things. So getting that out to the public is really important because before anyone wants to buy this, they're like, okay, is this placebo? Is this just me thinking this will happen and so that happens or is something really going on? And so we had to show the science and the, the trust. That's one of the hardest things to get out with any new technology. And even then you're going to get trolls and skeptics. And, and I think the hardest part with this is it's, it's inaudible right? Like I'm not giving you some like audible Zen music to get you into Like this is just inaudible biophysical change frequencies. And now over the last three or four months, our parent company has finally sort of let go of the reins. They're letting us tell people how this works and the secret sauce behind it. And that's creating a huge lift 
in sales and trust. And it, it was one of our biggest fights to say, hey, can, we, we got to tell everyone what's going on. We got to share all the science. We got to get out there. And so now we've got, I mean, the list that I'm talking, there's a bunch of people we're literally partnering with as we speak to get this out. I just had a, an incredible podcast with Dr. Gundry. And now he wants to do a huge partnership to his entire audience in the appetite suppression, um, hunger suppression um, side of this. Dr. Drew, the, the Hollywood addiction uh, recovery specialist, wants to get this out for anybody because a lot of our users have, you, you know, they used to be addicted to benzos or alcohol or too much smoking or what all these things. And so we want to, um, part of this is people can cut back on those or replace or, you know, complement it with it, right? Um, Dr. What, like Dr. Charles Livingston, Dr. Mike Major, Dr. Don Wood, who we're both good friends with, Jeff Gladden, um, Dr. Molly Maloof. Uh, this, the list kind of goes on and on. Dr. Z just emailed us, wants to partner up. So we started by going, um, you know, Ben Greenfield, Dave Asprey, Luke Story, these types of partnerships and podcasts and their teams beat up the science. And so this is just a long a long haul to educate the market. That's the biggest lesson I learned in all this is we accidentally, okay, so when we launched the Kickstarter, we, our goal was to sell $20,000 of product, okay? Just to test the marketing funnel. We sold a half a million dollars of product like right away. And it got out there. It was the, num it was the top 1% of all Indiegogo's out there. People were sharing it left and right. It got crazy buzz, like millions of hits right away. Big names started sharing it, good or bad. They're like BS, you know, and then a bunch more people came. And so we weren't ready with all the science to tell everybody what was going on. We just got a whole colossal of crazy uh, all at the same time. That was the biggest lesson. And so a lot of what we're doing now is, is these partnerships, trying to educate the market first, and then we're going to go from there. Uh, the other thing I learned is hardware is expensive. And so uh, this is, you know, a lot of cash burn, getting these things made right, getting them out to the market, figuring out our supply chain in the middle of COVID is a nightmare. Um, but we're learning it. We're figuring it out piece by piece, right? Like my friend, uh, Mark Tim always says, you know, the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. And this is a mammoth uh, that we are bringing to the world. So really mammoth. This is a woolly mammoth. Yeah. And I think one of the other things that's hard is, you know, 20% of people, 25% of our, our customers don't feel it the first time. It takes that 10 day onboarding. Like you really have to play it three, four, five times um, before you get it. You know, the focus signal, the, the nootropic, the memory uh, nicotinian receptor trigger, that one is amazing. For, that's my favorite one now, but I didn't feel it the first three times I did it. Okay. It wasn't until before a big sales meeting where I put it on just to sort of get me ready just to see if it would work again. And then bam, it hit me. The entrainment kicked in and my brain finally recognized what it, what was going on inside my body. And now it's my favorite one. And so everyone has similar ex experiences, right? The, the relaxed signal hit me right away within a few minutes. The sleep signals are top use signal. People play this before bed with adenosine to get themselves into a sleepy state. And then they put it under their pillow for melatonin. Um, but that is something that's been very difficult because what a lot of people do is they put the product on for five minutes and then they make their judgment. Okay. And that's not fair because entrainment takes time. And so we have to educate the customers on the 10 day onboarding. I mean, 
the best way I could tell people is, hey, do sleepy for 30 minutes, which is the melatonin, and then do the, the caffeinated, like it mimics two cups of coffee, the alert signal for 30 minutes, and then go boom, boom, boom. You go back and forth two, three times. You've got it. You'll get it. And that's how your brain can start to recognize these signals in the body. And so just so much on messaging and iterating and understanding it. You know, we're actually going to be changing our pricing model. That's a huge change that we realize. Like, not everybody wants to pay a big subscription for all this all the time. And so we're going to be rolling out a model where you can get a couple of these signals for life. And then we're going to be creating blends. Imagine a blend of, you know, the adenosine and melatonin for the best sleep stack you can have. Imagine uh, the alert and then the focus. And we have a few other memory signals with Jim Quick we're working on um, that imagine having the best work email stack signal you could possibly get, right? So we're doing a ton of that, like pre-workout signals and hiking. And you know, so we want to use this more for your everyday activities rather than saying, here's digital CBD enjoy, right? People don't know what to do with that. They don't even know how to recognize what that even means because they don't know the science of, of the non-covalent bonds and the free-ranging electrons and triggering receptor sites and the, you know, all that kind of stuff. That goes over everyone's head, including myself, if I wasn't in charge of this business. Um, so we're trying to connect it to just everyday simple activities that you can enhance by playing the signals. So those are some of the biggest, biggest lessons learned. Uh, curiosity question from an investor guy. Uh, how did it end up on the Canadian stock exchange? Um, we, great question. Uh, I've never done this before. Uh, the jury's still out. We'll see how it goes. But a couple of our board members, um, you know, uh, Robert Diziak, uh, he was the president of the Winnipeg Stock Exchange. Um, a lot of our Canadian financiers, they just understand the markets in Canada much better than the U.S., and they they thought that the most the softest ground we can land on in the public markets is was the TSX Venture Exchange, and that's just for great new technologies that are developing and innovating. You know, we were pre-revenue, now we're starting to sell. You know, we've sold five thousand of these products now, um, but that's where they wanted to go first. So, in the U.S., we had a bunch of VCs ask. You know, we had a ton of VCs come to us early on and say, "You're creating." You're creating the next iPod with a thousand songs in your pocket. It's a thousand feelings around your neck. Well, we're making more form factors, right? We actually can put this in shirts we're working on. We're creating a bed form factor that's like a simple cloth that you can just sleep on that's pressure sensored. And there's all these different things we're building to make it so that you're not wearing like a futuristic necklace. You can put it under your shirt if you really want, but some people don't know what, how to explain this to people so they don't wear it in public very much. So we're making the form factors more ease of use. And this is like the original iPod, right? Get this because it's going to be like a collector's item in a decade. But or you could make it, you know, like embedded in a wool beanie or a beret yep. or a baseball cap, depending on your mood. Yeah, that, that's our vision for the future is a lot of partnerships. You know, Chili Sleep we're talking to right now, Todd Young, Youngblood and his wife uh, who founded Chili Sleep. They're good friends of mine. Um, they want to sell this bed form factor that we're building later in the year. Um, there's a lot of partnerships that we want to get into. You know, work chair seats, Tesla car seats, airplane seats, like hats and clothing and yoga mats and massage bed toppers. I mean, the list just goes on and on. I mean, imagine having a signal coming from 
CBD that you could put a knee sleeve on, right? That's the kind of technology that we have now discovered as we're making our bed form factor that's going to make this ease of use for the entire audience. And then a bunch of blends, a bunch of activity, you know, routines that we give people. We have, again, like I said, 30 more signals we're working on related to diet and performance enhancement and blood flow and memory and yeah, appetite, things like that. So uh, that's the future of where this technology is going. And again, that's why we wanted to get this out to the public as a public stock so that people could invest in our future and where we're going. And that's what we're seeing. You know, we, we jumped up crazy fast in the stock. We had a bunch of warrants trigger automatically that was a, a hit and sounds frustrating, but our future looks really, really exciting, really bright. Um, we brought in, I just brought in a CEO, uh, Yona. His name is Yona Stern. He was uh, entrepreneur of the year in Canada in 2015. He's taken five disruptive technologies to the world with incredible success. This is his bread and butter. And he already in three weeks of this job has set the course of, I built the foundation and now he's building the house, the mansion. And his catalog concept of blends again and routines and things and giving people a couple of these signals for life on purchase. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to subscribe, that kind of stuff. That's where we're going with this. And it's the perfect product market fit. So really, really excited. I guess that's the last lesson I learned here, Mike, uh, was who, not how. This is a Dan Sullivan idea that has revolutionized my life thinking about find the right who's and they'll knock out the next 10 hows that you never thought about in your business. And uh, I think a lot of people don't really understand how much they can, that can unlock their lives and their potential. You want to talk about big leaps. I can boil down all of my business success in the last 15 years to seven key people who unlocked my life, who brought more value to the table, took more problems off my plate, helped more people, hired more people, solved things that I never even thought needed to be solved without me having to think about it. So that's probably the biggest lesson from all this is in the future, I want to be one of the world's best recruiters for top talent to be mm -hmm. um, the people that are running my businesses. That is really heartening to hear. I'm um, just really touched by how you've managed to get your head on straight and be productive in so many areas at a relatively young age. So uh, I really want to commend and salute you for that and appreciate you for that. That's not me. It's people like Mike mentoring me. There's a lot of good people I can uh, attribute this to. And, uh, you know, well, I think- who, who invited those people into your life though? True. Yeah. yeah. I, thank you for saying that. Uh, I'm 35. I'm glad I'm 35. I have time on my side still. And, uh, but yeah, I, all these mentors in my life have, have in, done incredible value and, and they care about me and not just the businesses or my success or money or any of that stuff. They, they care about me. And that's who, that's how I want to mentor the next generation coming up. That's how I want to run my businesses. And that's why we're doing this for the kids. And I, I think that mentorship is one of the most valuable things you can have, both being mentored and being, you know, and having mentees under you. Um, I, I think it's our responsibility to pass that torch. And, you know, I don't, I don't consider myself like a professor or a teacher, but I love giving, you know, giving tools and tips and helping people in the next generation 
get a leg up. Like that's so rewarding to me. Um, you know, our, our mission for my first sale with the app is 10 million kids becoming financial literacy, financially literate at a young age. I, I think that's probably one of the biggest changes we can make um, for, for future generations. I think a lot of people don't have the, those tools. A lot of parents don't know how to teach their kids this. And then half the kids don't even want to listen to their parents. They want to be independent. They, you know, like, what do you know? Right. So if we can be that third party trust that builds that financial literacy with them, it, you know, it starts with financial literacy. When I say that, what I really mean is how to think about your future the right way. Don't make money the end all be all. Money is just a tool. It's a, it's a measuring stick to get things. And, and there's a lot more in life that matters. And if you make money the goal, you're, you're dead in the water. But you have to understand money and how it flows and how to save it and to budget it and to invest it properly and to help to use it to get the things that really matter in life. Well, there's um, <clears throat> one thing that Gay just talked about, but I do want to ask you this. I've been curious about it for a little while. You've been very good about seeking help and getting support. And just to be clear, like you've been in Strategic Coach, you've been in uh, Genius Network, um, Abundance 360, right? You in that too? Um, I'm going to be joining Abundance. I know, I know Peter okay. really well, but yeah, I'm yeah. joining Abundance here in the next few months. And do we know each other from Mastermind Talks too? Can't remember if yep. it's that. Mastermind yep. Talks. I'm in Consumer Health Summit as well. I'm in another one called Marketplace One. But yeah, there's there's a lot of these groups around that have amazing, amazing people that have been through it. And all they want to do is help. It's amazing. If you just give yourself to other people, uh, I, it's amazing what can happen. I'll give you the yes and, which is, first of all, you got to be the right person with the right message and the right product in a way that excites people. So you've done a very good job of exciting the founders so that they feature you, they talk about you. Why don't you talk a little bit about... You know, because I think that's really important is buzz building. It's about being able to excite a founder enough that they feature you. I'd love to hear your perspective on how you've managed to do that. Like, how did you grab Dan's attention? How did you grab uh, Joe's attention? What made them say, yeah, I want to get behind this thing? What activated either their interest glands or their greed glands? Yeah, I like that. Interest or greed glands. I, I want to read this text to you real quick from uh, Mark Tim. Mark Tim is, is one of my closest mentors in life. For those who don't yeah, know, he's he, a very he runs, talented guy. He runs Zig Ziglar's uh, family company, um, was very close with him. Um, he has 15 businesses. He's exited seven of them incredibly well. He's an incredible family man, man of faith, six kids. He flies his own plane everywhere with everybody. He lives in Indiana of all places. Um, and he wrote a book called Mentor to Millions last year with Kevin Harrington, the original shark, who now is a very good friend as well and mentor. But Mark sent me this text on exactly what you're talking about. He said, hey, my friend, I must say you're one of the best mentees I have ever met. And that is why so many awesome people are in line to help you. You, lish, you listen and then take action. It sounds simple, but it's actually rare. Hope you're having an amazing day. I got that text yesterday from him. Um, and I think that's, he, he hit a home run with saying that because you, if you can listen to people and put it into action, that is a very rare quality. A lot of mentors 
have mentees that fizzle out because they hear it and then it either falls on deaf ears or they don't put it into action. They don't turn it into actually making their life better, which turns the mentor off, honestly, because it's like I'm, I'm pushing a boulder up a hill or it's this is dead weight. This is frustrating. And so my goal has always been do what you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone told me, I forget who it was, but it said, if you can be the best, best listener and mentee, people will, they will give you whatever you need. They'll help you and they'll love helping you. And so my goal has really always been to be a man of action, to put things into practice and not just let them fall by the wayside, right? Like I try not to let things go without being helped, you know, dealt with or handled. I want to make sure things are delegated well. I want to make sure I'm putting things into practice. And, you know, if I can invest my life in really listening to the counsel of the elders, um, then I can make these giant leaps to, to get myself ahead, right? Like I, I can't even tell you how many times one conversation, right? Like Mike, you're a great example. A simple conversation for a half an hour gives me a, a, a list of 10 things that you didn't even know were important, you know, in our conversation for me to act on. And, and that I think is why people line up. I mean, Dan Sullivan is, a, is an incredible man who, who's, you know, he's the goat. He is the goat of, of coaching. And he, I don't know why he latched onto me other than the fact that we had an incredible conversation over lunch five years ago when I first started strategic coach and I wasn't even in his class. And in that one lunch, he said, you're joining the 10 X you're coming up to this level. I can see that you do what uh, people think you should, if it's the right thing to do. And that's how we became very, very close. And so now it's crazy. He wears this just anecdotally. Dan Sullivan is one of our like highest using members of Happy worldwide. Okay. We, you know, we're at 900,000 hours of playtime right now. And Dan uses this thing sometimes 24 hours a day. Okay. For sleep and throughout the day for, productivity and relaxation and, and focus and calm. He, he just uses it all the time. And every time I get on one of the mastermind calls, he sees my face and he stops everything for three minutes and says, Scott, tell everybody about happy again. If they haven't heard it, they got to go buy one. He bought one for his entire company. He bought 150 of them as a Christmas present last year for his entire business. And I, I constantly am getting emails and texts from people saying, Scott, I'm using this right now. This thing's incredible. Thank you so much for making it. And they have sold incredible amounts just, just in the strategic coach network. And he told me last month that the first quarter of 2021 was their most productive qu- quarter they've ever had. And he attributes it to the happies. He attributes it wow. to helping his people. Um, not all, of course, there's a bunch of factors, but he said, this is a big part. They're being more productive. They're getting better sleep. They're enjoying it. They loved the gift. And so that to me is in- incredibly encouraging. But I think Dan, it's not just the technology that attracted Dan to me. It was that I just listened and did what he said. And a lot of people listen and they don't do anything. They just listen and they move on. And I think that's a really rare trait that I think the best entrepreneurs have. Well, we got to wind things up here. And uh, it's been really great talking to you. Anything uh, else that you'd like to add to the conversation before we wind things up, Scott? 
I don't know what your audience is thinking right now. They probably think I'm crazy. But if, uh, if I could give one piece of advice, um, I would tell people to uh, find, find their sweet spot as soon as possible. Find, find your unique ability um, as soon as you can. And the only way to find it is to ask the closest 10 people in your life who know you the best. What is it about me that makes me unique? What is the greatest gift I could give the world if money was no option, right? Um, and find that as soon as you can. And some people are in their last 10 years of life, maybe, and they've never found that. And so if I could encourage anyone, it would be find it as soon as you can by asking those people and then do only that. Find a way to do only that for the rest of your life. You'll never look at a clock again. You'll never worry about money again. You'll never feel like you're working. Um, and it truly is, it's the most rewarding thing I've ever been able to do professionally. Um, you know, personally, I kind of, it actually it relates with my marriage and my family and my friend, my close friends as well. Like I'm in a spot in my marriage and my raising my kids where I get to be with them and be the dad I want to be, be the husband I want to be, you know, find what you love and what you're good at and what your gifts are. And then let that flow into every area of your life as soon as you can get there. Around here, we call that the genius zone. So I'm really glad you're occupying that sweet spot and found that. Thank you so much for joining us in this. You're right in the exact same wavelength of what we're all about in the world, too. I really appreciate that. I can't, I can't wait to share and read your newest book, Gay, as well. Well, make sure we got your address and everything, and I'll make sure you get one as soon as they roll off the press. Absolutely. Sounds good. And, and just to make sure I appease the... Uh, the business overlords will get you guys a link as well. The happy.com slash big leap um, for all of your audience. And uh, I just want to thank you guys for your time today. You two are gurus in this industry. And uh, it was just an honor being here. Thank you so much. Totally our pleasure. Thanks, Scott.